Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Hayes Hustle Podcast. It is Thursday, Throwback Thursday, Therapy Thursday. It is time to go back in time, ladies and gentlemen. Go back in time where time was a lot more simpler, but a little bit more chaotic as I navigated through my days of growing up. And what story will we tell today? What genre of life will we be in today? Will we be in high school? Will we be in middle school? Will we be in youth? Ah, that is on today's episode of the Hey Sussle Podcast. We're taking some we we taking some history jumps today. A couple of stories I want to get into today. Just in, just crazy stuff that I got to talk about. Uh, <laughs> reliving some reliving some memories. You know, I, I kind of allow what's on my mind for that week uh especially what i what what i start to think about in the past uh all the great memories i have uh but you know i start thinking about that stuff as a kid i mean as a grown-up now uh thinking about when i was a kid just how how pure things was back then uh, how much simpler things was when you didn't have to pay bills, you didn't have to do anything like that. Life was just about, you know, uh, uh, the adventures, our adventures. And, and for me, those adventures started in St. Louis. They started in St. Louis really young. My, my first friends, my first friends, they lived in my own house, and they was my they was my cousins. And so our adventures were were were, were crazy, were crazy. Yo. We thought they were crazy anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like so. I, you know, that we're going to get into that today. We're going to get into a couple stories today. A couple crazy things, some St. Louis stories. Go deep. Love, love throwback Thursdays. If you're a person that's really into the entertainment part, you know, I talked about this um, the last couple days on the Hey Social Podcast. If you are a person that that is not in the recruiting realm so you don't you know re- you know real talk tuesday and and talking about recruiting does not apply to you maybe you don't have a kid maybe you don't you're not into sports and you just want to be entertained i don't know maybe maybe most people that's they're into that if they listen to this podcast but if, if really if, if those don't apply to you you don't have a kid in sports you, you've done sports and all that kind of crap and so recruiting is not your is not your bag uh, you know, weight loss and, and wellness, you're good there, you're living your best life, you know, great, great on you. You're not a father, maybe you're not a father, maybe you don't have a kid. So so Fridays are not for you, right? So um, uh, make a move Mondays, you know, maybe you're more, like I said, you're living your best life, you love Mondays. So so Mondays is you already with it, you're already with it. So Thursdays may be the day that, that you're going to navigate towards, where it's just pure entertainment even though it's real you're <laughs> being entertained by my real life you know what i'm saying but you know it just allows you to get lost for an hour or for 45 minutes and and just enjoy going down another path without having to live it without having to go down it yourself we, you know so i try to paint it as vivid as i can so you can smell it you can taste it you can you know you can you can visualize what my environment was as we went through it that that's kind of the goal. That's kind of the goal. When I was a when I was a rapper, I was a real storyteller rapper. You know what I mean? And so it's it's funny. I I really want to get into the craft or the art of telling stories, and they're gonna be my own stories. I don't even have to like make them up or anything like that. 
is just learning how to tell my story better. So the more and more I can tell my story better, uh, the more I can paint the picture, the more I can let people understand the kind of life that, um, you know, the kids like me that come from the bottom, what we really, I, I think from the outside world, they're like, man, those guys over there shooting and they, they live in this kind of life and people selling drugs and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I lived on the inside of that. And we didn't always think it was all that bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it was your reality. The, the dudes that was doing the shooting and the blah, 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 there was a reason they was doing the shooting. Somebody had came over and shot at them. Somebody had shot their family. Like, you know, it, in the hood, we kind of understood the politics from the outside in. It was like, oh, those niggas is over there doing, you know, it's bad over there. And you really don't know why it's bad over there. It's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's different kind of politics. So, you know, I like to give you an inside view, like like what it felt like being inside of it. Right. Like like and then and then what people like me had to endure to get to the other side. And I'm, you know, you know, still consider myself trying to get to the other side. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that is uh, starting at the bottom and living off that bounce. You start at the bottom. You, you can bounce to the top. If you can use that pain, you can use understanding what that hurt and having nothing feels like and having gratitude for every single step. That's really the key, having gratitude because a lot of people don't understand how good they have it. And so when you start at the bottom, when you start at the bottom, you know every step and every little thing you get. You're like, oh, my God. Right. Like, like I'm on this podcast right now. For me, I'm at the bottom. I got I, I'm, I, ain't, I don't have a big ass studio. I don't have nothing like that. I'm doing it from bare bones, man. I'm trying to do this thing from nothing because I love it. So I'm going to do it with nothing like like to the bare minimum. But I, I, believe me, I want to start with big mics and mixers and all this kind of stuff. Well, my money is tied up in my training business. My money is tied up in, you know, buying this house and doing all this, all, all this other kind of stuff. My money is tied up. So. I'm I'm going to create another lane. Uh I'm not looking to go pour a bunch of money into this. I'm going to create another lane that's going to that's going to that will end up funding it to become bigger and better and all that kind of stuff. But we'll start at the bottom with nothing. Start at the bottom with nothing and make it happen cuz it's just out of love. Podcast, out of, you know, so you get start at the bottom. Work our way to the top. Use what you got to get what you want. This is on Thursdays. Come on, I only want to. I only like to deliver a lot of game on on Thursdays like that. I like to get right into the story. So we gonna get we gonna get it. We're gonna take our time though. You know, it's the intro to Hey Hustle Podcast, baby. Thursdays, man. Thursdays. Throwback Thursdays. Let's go. Let's get into it. Let's get into the past. We are reliving it. We are gonna get into it. So first, let me thank our sponsor today. Let's thank our sponsors, Bridge City. Father and Mentors Program. I'm going to keep on saying it till you, 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 you go on our website and you check it out and you become familiar with it. And it become a thing that people understand. Bread City fam, Bread City fam, Bread City fam, that's who we am. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Got to get into it. That's how they do those those uh, those little uh, theme songs and stuff. They try to get it stuck in your head. Bread City fam, Bread City fam, that's who we am. <laughs> So if I said enough, I'd be annoying. You'll get on that website, www.bridgecityfam.com. 
nonprofit out here aiming to bridge the gap for youth, at-risk youth, that need resources, that need father figures, that need the connection, that need the plug, we can be the outlet. That's what we want to do. Bridge City Fam, www.bridgecityfam.com. Check us out. And like always, one of our big-time sponsors, that big-time sponsor, Hey Sports Performance. Working on the website right now. Working on the website right now. Me and Levi. Come on, Levi. He's supposed to give me some time. We got to get this. We got to get to punch this thing out. Working on a new website for that right now. Hey Sports Performance. A.K.A. O.T.A. If you if you under if you know OTA if you're on Instagram go check me out at, at OTA underscore Team Hayes our training training platform. Hey, turning potential into performance is what HSP is all about. Hey, sports performance sent more than 500 kids to college. Sports, three more than 300 Division One athletes, scholarship athletes, another 200 into, you know, Division Two, Division III, uh, NAIA, JUCO, Euro, Men's League, pen, Penitentiary League, wherever they want to go, wherever, wherever life leaves you, baby, we there. We there. We don't discriminate or hesitate. Let's go. So, yeah, that's Hey Sports Performance. Give me a call if you need it. We got every level athlete. I help every level athlete. I do. Coach Hayes. I I help every level of athlete. I say we a lot. Like I be trying to hide. Me. It's me. Hey Sports Performance is me. Yes, I got some other trainers that I utilize and stuff like that, but it's it's. Right now, it's about me. As we grow it, it I believe me, I like to duplicate and make others. But right now, God gave me the gift. It's really about it's really about my training, and I do. I, I work with kids. We, I call them haystacks. My my little my my smallest kids. If you ever go on my Instagram, Carter's one of them. Little Carter Hood. One right in the middle is Amelia Pompetti. She about she only she was a fifth grader last year, so now officially she's she's kind of been the Hayes prep program. So as you get into middle school, we're we're, we're really in prep prep program then. But Haystacks is our smallest. Just getting kids ready, just getting them prepped, just getting their confidence up, just building a foundation, getting them ready to transition into the next phase, which is Hayes prep. Hayes prep is preparing them for high school preparing them for college, whatever that next level is now, is usually middle school kids preparing for high school and high school kids preparing for college, college kids preparing for pros. That's Hayes Prep. College, pro kids coming home, staying ready. That's Hayes Prep. It is tough. It is structured. It is meant to kick your ass and build you. It is not comfortable. It is meant to be uncomfortable. A lot of kids try it. A lot of kids don't come back. The real ones, they stay. They go to college and play. Real talk. Then we got our 
last one that I'm really trying to blow up right now, and, and, and it's, it's I, I love having the struggle. My la- this is my last struggle of the business is Hayes Fit. I'm trying to get some parents to take their freaking self serious and start investing in themselves. It's unbelievable. As an adult. You know, I've lost a couple hundred pounds and really got my shit together in my life. And I'm helping a lot of kids, but as adults, I could really help them. But, you know, we'll see. We'll take our time and build it, you know, one brick at a time. It took me a long time to build up my my performance business with the kids. So, um, you know, it'll, I'll take my time and build it up with the parents. Once that happens, we'll have that popping too. Especially if I'm looking at a, you know, maybe entertaining, opening up a building, you know, got to have different, uh, just got to help a, a lot of people. If you want to be successful, how can you help more people? That's what the big thing in business is. So, you know, if if, if I can get that lane going, then I'm going to try to find a way to help more and more adults. And we'll see what pops. Hey, Sports Performance, if you need to get a hold of me, 971-400-8351. Proud, su- proud support supporter and sponsor of the Hayes Hustle Podcast. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's get popping, man. Therapy Thursday. Throwback Thursday. So I grew up, I grew up in, in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, East St. Louis, St. Louis, you know, we, we frequented around there. My dad was a gangster. So we, you know, he was, he was back and forth to Chicago, which was like if you if you're in Oregon, it's like going over to Vancouver, right? Like you go across that bridge and it gets it gets bad. It ain't, it ain't like going over there. Like like I'm just telling about in proximity, not like as an actuality. Like you know, it was like a whole nother world. It's like night and day. You leave St. Louis, and St. Louis was already bad. St. Louis was at eight a nine on the scale of being bad, and you would go to East St. Louis, and it was like fucking twenty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So we frequented. We freak. My dad. He was. He was back and forth to to Chicago and through East St. Louis and St. Louis and and so it was. It you know that that is the area I grew up in. And, and life is a lot different if you've never lived there. I I would I would think it's probably similar to Oakland or Philly or you know some of these uh, some of these neighborhoods that you hear about that are crime stricken and and you know and really it's just people trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents it's people hustling it's people dealing with the scraps that you know that that society is kind of giving them um uh so so it's it's different from how i look at it than i'm sure that than than people that from the outside look at it and so that that's why i love to be able to talk about this stuff because it it puts more of a not a, I guess a face on what these what these kids are, what these people are. This is this is what and and what they can grow to be if they if. But you got to be resilient. You got to go through so much bullshit. And I think that the greatest thing about it is going through a life that that challenges you. That you go through so much bullshit, going to fighting and and you know struggling and then it really prepares you for. Life, if you do it right, if you understand, like, instead of having pity on, God, man, this shit was so hard and life was so hard, I'm just waiting on a break and just waiting on a break. If you fucking use all that energy, this is something I learned later on in life, if you can use all that energy and all those experiences 
to now understand, man, I am strong. And most of these cats, if they had to go through what I went through, would fucking falter. They would fucking break down. They would not be around. If you understood that, your confidence level would go up. And you would feel more inclined to take chances and 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 be about yourself and investing yourself and and you know, that's it. But instead, I think we are programmed to believe that because we come from this disadvantaged spot, that because we come from these places, not to be proud of that, not to put that on display, not to say, right? Like, like, no, it's a miracle that you that you made it up there coming from that spot, bro. Right? And nobody tells you that. You know, make it seem like you had a great history. Make it seem like, nah, man, I came off this with, with single parent. I came off this with, you know, with drug dealer dad, with my mom on drugs, with, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a re, it's, it's crazy that I didn't turn into one of those, right? Right? That, that I didn't end up being one of those people. That's what life tells you. But I, I was, I happened to grow up in a household that said, don't do as I do, do as I say. And a lot of us grew up like that. A lot of us didn't listen, but a lot of us grew up like that. Because if you grew up like that, your parent truly wanted you to be better than them. Real talk. Oh shit. I'm hitting it now. I'm hitting it now. Your parent actually wanted you to be better than them. They were saying, hey, listen, I, yes, I am fucked up. Yes, I'm not the best version of myself. And, and, and I'm not going to hide that. You can see that. Don't fucking blame them for that shit, bro. That's them. Right? So I'm trying to make you better than me. That is what we grew up with in the, in the, in the best households, especially in the hood. Dream for better. Yeah, we ain't got a lot. Man, my dad put in my head, like, I want you to have a big house and a big property and chickens and, you know, animals and this, this, and this. And it just, no, we were nowhere near that. I'd had, I'd seen, I, we didn't, we didn't have a, a shot of accomplishing that. We was at, we was below the bottom, me and my dad, like below the bottom, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like, like for real. My dad literally buying his time, his school time, buying me shoes, and he would literally wear my old shoes. Here to go. I wear a size fucking fourteen. My dad only wears a size twelve, so he's wearing my old shoes. Just think about that. Real sacrifice, yo. Throwback Thursday, man. I'm just, I just be, I've been reliving, just you know. It's just impossible for me to be a bad father because I grew up where. The dads, my dad anyway, was about my son, will he get the best of me? He he will learn what I didn't learn. He will, you know, he will, he, you know, he will, you know, all that, he will know what I know. He will be stronger than me. He will get further down the road than me. It is your job to carry on this. It is your job to multiply this. I'm going to give this to you. you got, I'm going to give you this knowledge. It's like Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm going to give you these magic beans, and you're going to fucking turn this into a way to get out of here. A beanstalk so we can climb the fuck out of hell. Real talk, bro. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn these waves up. I'm, I'm coming for real. I, I'm, I'm not lying. But so I'm, I'm going to really put the face on. And, and that's what Throwback Thursday is all about because that's my life. Like, it is nothing else I can really glorify except for my boy from the hood.
a real inside peek of a boy from the hood and the stories and the shit that we go through and and the shit that we have to make it through just to get here. And then, and then the world fuck with us when we get here. Then the white boys mess with me when I get here. They want to take me down. Because you got a nerve to be a free, free nigga now. Because I want to be free. Because I've been through all this shit. I've already broke out of my own chains, out of my own mental chains, out of my own physical chains, out of my own societal chains, which I, what I think about myself. And I've already made it out of that. Now you want to slam me for trying to support my family. For trying to build an empire for my family. Like, it is, it's true. When I tell you I build these kids, because the rest of the time, when they, you know, after 18, they try to break them. So I build them. No cap. I'm coming for the real stuff, bro. And that's why this thing gonna blow up. That's why this whole podcast thing gonna blow up. Because if you got the nerd to talk about some truth, and I ain't getting paid for it, bro. But one day I will. Believe me, we're going to be talking. It's going to be funny one day. Talking studios and merch and, you know, going around talking and touring. And, you know, that's what I'm going to turn it into. I'm going to multiply it. That's what we do for where I'm from. We take nothing and turn it into something. Right? Because the, the, the game is it, all mental. So if it's 85%, I'm going I'm to take that with, with nothing else, no other structure, with a cell phone, with a microphone, with some Beats headphones. Shout out to Beats headphones. Yo, I would love to get set up with those dudes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, I, I want to I glorify what, where we're from, bro. That's how we get, that's how we get the self-confidence, no understanding that. Bro, starting at the bottom is what it's all about. Starting at the bottom is what it's all about. Even if I had a bunch of, you know, as I accumulate my wealth, as I I'm, I ain't wealthy now, but as I accumulate, I'm going to talk this shit into existence. As I, as I accumulate my wealth, if my kids came and worked for me, then my kids work for me, you know, now doing stuff, you know, if I, if I have events or coaching things, stuff like that. But they start at the bottom, yo. Ain't nobody coming up and just, you know, starting at the top. They my kid, so you do this and this. Nah, bro, you start at the bottom. You learn every job. You gonna take over one day? You need to know what everybody go through, what everything should look like, what everything should smell like, partner. No, 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 no. It, it is a privilege to start at the bottom. Don't don't try to get in position so you can put your peoples at the top. Are you serious? Yeah, give them a lane, but let them run. Let them earn that shit, bro. Give them a lane. You ain't got to do the running from them. Don't 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 put them in the victory. Don't put them at the victory line, the finish line. That's not how you do it. That's not how you make them strong. That's not how you make them right. That's not how we got here. I, I had to run the race. I had to go through the shit. I had to uh, hurdle the obstacles. That's how that's how you get strong. So if you could do something, put your people in the lane, then let them run. Every once in a while, help them through the lane. Talk them around uh, uh, some trouble. That's how you do it. That's how we do it, man. So so big big hood talk, man. We That's what, that's what we're talking about. Always kind of reliving that life. And, and it, for mine, it's a single parent life. It's, a, you know, uh, there was hustlers. There was, there was 
you know, but there was also great stuff. There was teachers that kicked in. There was, you know, I, I talk about a, a nurse that really talked to me about food one time when this doctor was trying to put me on all this medicine and diabetes and all this kind of stuff. And a nurse came in and said, hey, you ain't got no, you diabetes, is this, this all bullshit. You just eating too much sugar. Stop eating all that sugar. Start eating real food. Start blah, 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 blah. And that was the beginning of everything for me. I, I was trying to say that for weight loss for for Wellness Wednesdays, but that was the that was that was the beginning for me. The lady came in and said, "Listen, all this all this shit you eating, you, you this is BS. You are you, you wrote down everything you ate for a week and fit, you know all the stuff you eating is just processed BS. You got to start eating some real food. Bob, stop eating this. You told me the things to stop eating on my list, and literally the weight just starts shedding off. I'm like, holy moly, what is going on?" The information. So, let's get into this, man. Uh, you know, again, I grew up in I grew up in St. Louis. It was it was it was rough and it was rough and tumble. I, I just had never seen anything else like it since I've uh, I've been into some neighborhoods. I'm like, whoa, this shit is tough. But St. Louis was different. St. St. Louis was different. I mean, I, I think back by I think back. It was dangerous, though. I mean, it was really, really dangerous. But that's just kind of the neighborhood that we navigated. We 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 loved it. We thought it was it was the only thing we had, right? If you live in it, you ain't like man. I, I don't think everybody there is like man. I gotta get out of here. And you, once you understand, like, hey, if you you know if you're in the gang life, then you gotta watch out for this. But 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 they know who the athletes are. You know who the athletes are. You know who the, the the art kids and smart kids are. You know who the usually that shit don't get intertwined. We we have a whole system in our community. We have a whole system, and and those dudes who who want to you know they get into it. They 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 use it. You know that's usually its own circle. But they're successful. They're successful musicians, and and so kids is going to be musicians and and things like that. And it's people who just go the hood, the hood, the hood, bro. We got our we got our own system in there. Come on, man. You got to be crazy. There's entrepreneurs that believe in these black kids that are trying to give them an opportunity that are opening up lanes and going, hey, come over here. I'm gonna teach you about this, and they're teaching them that real game, and they coming up. They coming up like it's 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 yeah it's different and yeah we got our own crime and we got but shit the white boys got their own crime the Asian got their own crimes everybody got their own and literally you know whatever whether it's white on white whether you just look at the statistics bro everybody talk about the black shit but it's everywhere it everywhere that's that shit's everywhere they only they only glorify our stats but that shit's everywhere. That shit's everywhere but but we have our own system of coming up and that's I want to be a part of that system. That's really uh, what my nonprofits and stuff like that. I want to I want to start being a part of that system, uh, so people understand what we've been through. We can tell our stories, and so so the kids who are coming up behind us can understand and identify. Like, oh, sh- I, I understand exactly that this dude. He been through what I've been through. This this is what you can be. This is what it's, this is what I can hook up with. This is what I can link up with. This is what I can network with. Correct. I'm, I'm trying to hold the rope. So. East St. Louis, crazy, crazy, crazy. We talking about we talking about the early '80s, peoples. Okay, we talking about the early '80s right now, uh, early '80s, and it is it is St. Louis at its finest. Okay, St. Louis is 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 different from 
Oregon where it is a lot of brick. Brick houses. I'm trying to paint that picture now. Brick houses. Um, uh, in, in, in the city, anyway. In the city. A lot of brick houses. The, the, the really nice houses, they had wood on it. Wood and brick or a lot of wood with colors and a lot of color. You know, you see in Oregon, there's a, you, you can have a blue house, an orange house. This, but if you have a lot of brick house, everything is just red, 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 red. So in the city, everything is just made out of brick and red, mostly all just red brick. Right, just kind of square buildings, flat top roofs. Right, a lot, a lot of taverns and and and, and little uh, corner stores, right, built into like the little brick uh, apartments or uh, some kind of brick for uh, building a multi-use building. Right, like little fourplexes and stuff like that. Fourplex apartment. Me and my dad lived in a fourplex apartment building for a long time. There's like four, you know, four apartments in in one building. You know, and, and then like the the laundry stuff downstairs in the basement. Everybody had their own little porch, right? And then and and then a big old big old yard in the backyard. Just kind of just 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 crazy stuff. Uh, and then in the, in the in the county, we call it the county, the nice part, the nice part. That's where like my uncle, some of my a couple of my uncles live now. Just beautiful out there. We'd be like, man, that's my house. That's my house. Oh, my God, that's my house. Because <laughs> we had never seen anything like that. We never seen anything like that. Unreal. So you, aspire, you we understood the bottom. You know, we just understood the bottom so much. We were all living. Uh, before me and my dad lived in this four-family flat, uh, four-family duplex or four-plex, four whatever you want to call it, we lived, everybody lived with my grandmother's house. My grandma's house, right? And so my grandma had this house. I thought it was giant. I thought it had a million rooms because a million people lived there, <laughs> right? So it was three levels. I think it had like three different, you know, these houses back here were giant. That's made back in the South and back in the Midwest. They're just, they're just huge, huge homes, huge basements, huge, you know. I think because it was, it was a lot of people living in these houses. But, you know, my grandmother had 15 kids, 15 kids. So we had a lot of aunts and uncles living in one house. And in particular, me and my two cousins grew up together. I had a whole lot of cousins. If, you had 15, if I had 15 uh, aunts and uncles, you got to understand I had 80 cousins. So the youngest three... The youngest three in the 80s were me, my cousin Mark, my cousin Wayne. My name was Buddy. Buddy, Wayne, Mark. <laughs> Buddy, Wayne, Mark. Mm-hmm. We were the youngest three. And so the shit really... You know, we, we really got into a lot of dirt, a lot, a lot of dirt. And this is where the adventures and I think the confidence or lack of confidence in your first circle, whether that's your siblings, whether that's, you know, for us, we were like siblings because we all lived in the same house. We literally all stayed in the same bed. Think about this. Me and my cousins, because my 
my the grown-ups would have their own room. My dad had his own room. My auntie had her own room. My other uncle had his own room. My grandmother had her own room. Everybody had their own room. This is like a, I don't know, six-bedroom house. I don't know. Plus the basement, they kind of divided into three different rooms. So it was literally like 20 people living in this house. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? And so me and my cousins, we shared a room. Me and my two cousins, we shared a room. And so we slept. We slept like this. One person would sleep head on one side of bed. Then the other one would lay feet. You know, it'd be head to feet and then feet to head. And then the next person would be head to feet. So that's how we slept in one king bed. All three of us growing up in one bed. So a lot of times a person would get on the floor like, man, fuck, I'm just getting on the floor, you know, stuff like that. But we had roaches bad. We had roaches like so bad. You turn on the light, roaches were everywhere, just in the coming out of the food, you know, just everywhere. We had powdered milk, government cheese, like real shit, like you know, real, real, real. This 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 was the shit, you know, eating syrup sandwiches and and uh, sugar sandwiches and ketchup sandwiches, <laughs> anything we could put on bread and just get full. Uh, I remember putting water and milk and, you know, because we, I mean, uh, water and cereal because we didn't have, we didn't have any, any, any milk. And it's like, hey, until the first of the month, we're not going to have no milk. And it could be, you know, the 25th, something like that. So we was like just trying anything to be able to have something to eat and toast. And this was just survival. Forget about if it's good for you. What is in the kitchen, bro? What can I put? So I'll put some syrup on it and some butter on it and eat it. I don't give a damn what it is. That is what we coming from. That That's what we grew up in. And so, uh, you know, so you really, there was, you know, when dinner time came, you ate dinner. Breakfast time came, you ate breakfast. Because there was no in-between meals and snacking and shit like that. My grandma would make like a big thing of popcorn. Everybody would have their own paper bag full of popcorn. So if you want a snack, go go grab your bag of popcorn. <laughs> if you, hey, you, you, everybody had a cup, uh, but it was a can. Think about think about a can of, of a can of vegetables, right? A can of vegetables, and you take the label off. And my grandma will put our name on there. So that's the only cup you use. No, no, you're not using a glass cup. You're a kid. You're gonna drink out of a can. The can. On the flip side, kept shit really cold, right? It's like a, a the inside of a, um, a thermos or whatever like that. It would keep the so you get ice in it and have your Kool Aid and shit like that. And man, we talking about it was delicious. But you know, this this is a different this is a different world, bro. This this is a different this this is a different world. I just I just start thinking about how, how fond uh, just this growing up was. It was just insane. So so yeah so three of us we we lived we we lived at the bottom we was the youngest and there was so many just crazy episodes of us growing up that that really helped shape me really really helped shape me I in particular um I'm a now I remember I'm a, I'm gonna get to this story I remember in particular um one time 
And, and this all has to do with this gang. Now, listen, I ain't got no problem. I ain't got no time for no problems with no gangs these days. I'm going to say, I'm, this is, these are little kid problems, but I'm sure this gang still exists. And I ain't got, I am not trying to have no problems with these dudes, okay? So, but I'm just telling you, at a young age, these dudes were savages at a young age. And, I, and we had to go through some shit. And in St. Louis, they was called the DeSoto Gang. Oh, my God. I hate even saying a word. Because <laughs> I'm sure these dudes, like, in St. Louis really still mean something right now. And listen, I hey, listen, I just tell the story about youth. You talking about crazy shit. This, there, was a, there, was a, there was a street. We lived on Warney. And, and at the time, we lived on Warney, and and, I, and eventually, we, me and my father moved to a, a four-family flat on Von Poop. That these these are these streets in St. Louis. And before, when I just lived with my grandmother, my grandmother lived on Warney. I remember my birthday came, and this is this is my first run into with this gang. Oh my God! So the DeSoto gang. They, they are they are notorious in St. Louis. Like you do not want to get caught up with these cats. Not in the neighborhood that I lived in. You do not want to get caught. Now I'm sure there's neighborhoods like this all around St. Louis and all around the world. Uh, but in particular, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a shout out to the DeSoto gang on this one. Holy shit! So I just remember uh, <laughs> my dad for my birthday had got me this bike. Blue bike, yeah, everything. My, my favorite color is blue. It's always, you know, it's been been my deal forever. So he gave me this blue, got me this blue bike for my birthday. Oh my god, I was so excited, so excited. So, uh, so me and my cousins, they already had bikes, and I and I, I had an old bike, but I just got this brand new one. So in St. Louis, you had these things called like like stores. We didn't have a whole lot of stores like food deserts. It was a, it was hard to get to a store, but we would have these neighborhood stores that were located in houses. There was literally people would live in the back, and in the morning time, come out and start selling candy and shit like that. Uh, and this in particular, this lady uh, uh, called a candy lady, candy lady, right? Candy lady had. Uh, all the candy in her house and cigarettes and shit like that for your parents and stuff like that or whoever, you know, like grown-up stuff, uh, uh, milk, little things like that that you can go, you you know, maybe they'll say, hey, go down there. But mostly candy. They mostly had candy. Candy and, and little treats for kids and shit like that. So everybody would come there spending little penny candy. Penny candy was huge. And they would have, like, video games. They had two video games. This is where I first played Mario Brothers. Oh, my God. We just love Mario Brothers. And so uh, Mario Brothers and Pac-Man. So we would go there and play Mario Brothers and Pac-Man. And I got my birthday. I got my bike. We went there. And so it wasn't like you can lock your bike up back here. This is somebody's house. So you just kind of park your bike out front. Now, now this is St. Louis. You You shouldn't park your bike out there for very long. I got caught up on the game though. You, you, all you gamers, I know you understand this, but I'm I'm like I'm like I don't know. I gotta be third grade. <laughs> we talking about third grade, right? I'm in the third grade. You th- you can't even imagine. Like I'm like twenty blocks from my house. So you can't imagine a third grader being twenty blocks from their house like right now at this time. <laughs> twenty blocks from my house on my bike, me and my cousins, and we playing these video games, and my bike is parked outside. So I'm like, I'm going to check on my bike after 
after I get done with this with with my with my man when my man's over and we would play in tandem like you know uh, Mario Brothers you can play two guys one would be Luigi one would be Mario and you're trying to go through all these stages and the, I don't know if y'all know this real game it's like the first game the first the first Mario game and so uh, uh, and so we we played this game uh, and so I went outside checked out there bike was still there cool went back in played another man went back outside checked. I, we now later we we getting down. He pop sick with my birthday, so my dad had also gave me like twenty bucks. So I'm like I'm like buying I'm buying shit for the gang. Like yo, let's up a penny candy on me. Everybody penny candy on me. We inside. Oh yeah, everybody eating. Hey, give me quarter. Give me a roll of quarters. Everybody playing games. Everybody everybody hyped up, baby. Like we we doing it big. We doing it big for our block. Go outside again. Bike gone. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Man, listen, my dad was, my dad was not, you know, this was not going to fly well. This is not going to fly well. My dad could, I know he can imagine I actually got my ass off of the bike. And this was the first day. This is the first day I got the bike. So anyway, I go home. I tell my dad, my dad kicks my ass, kicks my ass. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's kicking my ass. It is no joke. You got off the bike. What the fuck are you doing? I don't know. My dad's way of, of handling shit was kicking my ass. You know, just what it was. So I got my ass kicked. And I was mad. And my cousins was laughing and shit. Like, hey, you got your bike stolen? You know how. You know, it's funny. Some people around you, even the closest people, when you get a new bike, they lip it poked out. And then when you get it stolen, they happy as shit. You get your ass kicked, they happy as shit. And so I'm kind of going through that. Like, man, I'm back on my old bike. I'm pissed off. Then my dad... One day, one day, we talking about like a month later, month, uh, maybe, it was, maybe it was a couple weeks later, a couple weeks later. My dad is driving down the street. A dude from the DeSoto gang is on my bike. Okay, I want to say dude, his name is like Fat Man. <laughs> I, again... I, I shouldn't even say dude's name. Dude might try to find me. I ain't, I ain't got no time for that shit, fat man. I'm just I'm just telling a story. Just tell a story, cause let, just let it go. This man, this dude, this dude was on the bike. My dad pulls up. My dad's like, I I I guess my I guess I wasn't there. My dad pull up like, man, if you don't get your ass off that bike, had words with him. It got it got bad, whatever. My dad snatched the bike, put it in the back of the car. My dad didn't put my dad's a gangster, so he didn't play that shit. He from a whole different deal. I don't know who this dude was on my bike, but my dad snatched this shit up. So the dude was set to have like beef with my family after we got the bike back. Right? Like, you know, my dad was talking shit. I don't know if my dad slapped the dude, knocked the dude. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. You no, know, my dad came home with the bike, like, don't ever get the fuck off the bike again. If I read, I should I should knock your ass out again just because I had to take the bike from this nigga. Da, 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 da. So we got the bike back. All right, boom. I'm like ass glued to the bike now. Okay? Anytime I go out the house, ass glued to the bike. But also, I understand that that guy think my dad. Is took the bike from him, and now he's mad at me that I got my bike back. I've been hearing this through the neighborhood that this guy is gonna get me because I'm on my bike, right? It's my fucking bike, right? And my dad took it back. So this is the Soto gang. This dude is one of the I don't know. He's a leader. I just know he's he's an older dude than me. I'm in the third grade. Okay, I, do you hear me? I, I might be in the fourth grade. 
fourth grade? Are you serious going through drama like this in the fourth grade? This is not like middle school. I haven't hit middle school. This guy has a mustache. This guy has a car. Like, this guy is fucking with a fourth grader. Like, are you, are you serious? And my dad's like, listen, this is this is a real, this is a tough world. I'm like, what the, you know. So, but I don't know no different. I'm like, man, we got to stay away from these dudes. Okay, so a couple months later, my dad gets a four we, we get a four we, we move out of my grandmother's house we move out of the uh, out of the compound the big comfy confines of my grandmother's house where all my uncles all my all my aunties all my cousins are there we move out we just four family flat it's only about six blocks from my grandmother's house so so i could walk from my grandmother's house to my house right so one day one day we at my house uh my cut me and my cousins me, Mark Wayne, we, and I think a couple of my friends from the neighbor, from my, from my new friends from this neighborhood, we're all, we're all riding bikes, we're all riding bikes in, in my new neighborhood, which is right around the block from DeSoto. Now, Von Poo is literally right around, now my grandmother's house was about 10 blocks away, so we didn't, we didn't really come face to face with these dudes, except if I went to this little store, was a little bit by DeSoto. Right, so with, with the street, the Soto. That's what the De Soto game, because the street was the Soto, right? So, so this day we're driving our bikes, riding our bikes, <laughs> and we all ride and cruising down. It was a big old hill. Uh, it was a big school across the street. So we was like jumping stuff, you know, jumping ramps and jumping curbs and going down, and acting like we was superheroes. And we did a bunch of backflips and shit like that. Like we just had a ball. We was having a ball this day. And then, and and then next thing you know, uh, I just remember us riding bikes and us seeing a couple other bikes come around. And another bike come around, and another bike come around, right? <laughs> so, so we're like, "Hey, man, uh, who is that? Who is? Yeah, what, what's going on? Who is that?" It was, it was these DeSoto boys starting to come out. Like, you know, it, you know what it was? It was like, have you ever seen a beat, a, a, a wasp nest, where, where you see one bee kind of come out? Then you see another one. Next thing you know, a whole fucking hive come out. So that's kind of like this was. Like we're out here. We're at the school. The school has a big thing of grass, and it has like the concrete area. So we was riding our bikes first on the concrete area and having fun riding down the hill. It was also a, right adjacent to a hill. So we'd ride down the hill and go into the little uh, the, the the little uh, concrete area and ride our bikes and skid and do all that kind of shit. Then we went over to the grass the grassy area and we would do our flips do a bunch of tumbling st louis is huge with tumbling and that's why it's athletes for real tumbling tumbling next thing you know so while we're having this fun we start we see these dudes on the bike Zzz, one dude come out he come down the hill he kind of see us over there playing he'd leave he come back it's him and another dude Zzz, Zzz. all of our bikes were out there right all of our bikes like parked to the side and, and we're out there playing Next thing I know, it's four or five dudes. Oh shit! Now they're starting to kind of convene on us, like like kind of come around us. So we kind of come together, like yo, hey, that's the DeSoto gang. Like you know what I'm saying, that's the DeSoto gang. We gotta get the fuck out of here, right? So we we literally like 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 get on our bikes 
and go to my house. Everybody goes to my house. Go, go, go. I live right, right across the street. Everybody go to my house. Go, 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 go. So everybody's going. Everybody's going. Bro, we get to my house and we got I got a porch at my house. So uh actually my friends, my friends went home, but me and my cousins went to my house. And so what we did was pull my bike up on the porch. Pull all of our bikes up on the porch. Bro, so I go up in the house, we lock the door, we got away from them, right? We got away from them. We up in our house. I'm up in the four family flat. And they like, come on down, bring your ass down, bring your ass down. We like, man, get out of here, get out of here. Next thing I know, we had an apricot tree in the backyard. They literally start climbing up the apricot tree, eating apricots. Like they, like they was making themselves at home. Like, y'all even come out, we'll stay out here then, we'll stay out here. We're like, what the fuck is going on? And my dad was like at work or hustling or somewhere. So it was just us at home, like trying to fend for ourselves. I'm like, bro, y'all got to get out of here. So they's in our tree, like eating apricots in, a, back in our backyard, climbing our tree, eating apricots, talking shit, like getting closer to, I lived on the second floor. So they was climbing the tree, getting up to the second floor while eating apricots, talking shit, throwing apricots at my house. So next thing I know, we start throwing apricots at them because my dad would go out there and pick them. And so we had buckets of apricots. <laughs> we start throwing them at their ass. They try to knock them out the tree. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my yard. Get out of here. Get out of here. This is me and my two cousins. We throw these apricots. So we tagging their ass. Bow, bow, bow. And uh, a couple of them fall. Like, we, we get their ass. They think they have to be out there talking shit to us and, like, trying to throw an apricot with one hand. Bro, I'm, like, gunning these shits. Bow, 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 bow. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. Okay, so we win that battle, but I, I I throw all my apricots. My dad had like three buckets. Me me and my cousins all had a bucket apiece. Like we we warned these boys. So next thing I know, they they gone. We like we won. They gone. We we won. We won. I go downstairs. My bike is gone again. They got my bike again, bro. They are gone. But now I remember my dad kicking my ass. I remember he do, he wouldn't give a fuck about this story. He'd be like, you let them take your bike? I'm whooping your ass again. So my ass was like, yo, no, 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 no. They took my bike. We're going to go get their ass right now. So we literally ran our ass to DeSoto, ran to DeSoto. Now, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. We run over there, which is through an alley, like through, down the street, around the corner, through a fucking alley. And there was a kid there with my bike. And I'm like, yo, hey, I, you got to give me that bike back, bro. Like I, on, on, on everything I love, bro, I need my bike, bro. We're going to have to fight. We got to do whatever. But today is the day I got to have that bike, bro. Like, I don't, I, no, 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 no. Like, he like, he like, well, we, you got to have to fight for it. You going to have to fight for it. <laughs> like, put me through this shit. I'm like, bro, we going to do whatever we need to do for it. Like, I, I don't give a fuck because I'm not getting my ass kicked. Like, because you can kick my, if you kick my ass, fine. I'm taking the bike home no matter what, though. Because my dad gonna kick my ass again, so it doesn't really matter, bro. You giving me that motherfucking bike back, like that's that's what's happening. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm getting into it. I'm, I'm fighting this motherfucker. We getting into it, all this kind of stuff. But the the fight eventually ended because the the dude who I end up fighting with, or somehow the dude who initially took my bike, when he realized uh, the dude who my dad took it back months ago, right? One about that, the fat man, fat man, the dude name. When he realized it was me out there fighting this YG, this this young this young gangster for this bike, and let them understand like, yo, bro, if if you, if, I'm telling you, you gonna give me this bike back. My dad gonna be. Uh, he was like, bro, 
Give that nigga that bike. <laughs> we don't want no problem with that nigga's dad. We don't want no problem with them. Give that nigga his bike back. And I had already fought. I had already got to a fight. Like, I had been fighting. They weren't going to give me my bike back. They was like, nah, you got to fight for it. I'm like, all right, let's fight then. So we fighting. And this is a word guy. I'm like, man, it's a fight. They fight, they fight, they fighting. And so when the OG came, which was Fat Man, he came like, yo, what y'all fighting about? No, 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 what do you? Yeah, like, man, he took his bike, you know, and, and he don't give a fuck. He would have loved it and take my bike. And they, they were stripping bikes, literally stripping bikes and selling bikes. So those bikes was going to be gone. I ain't trying to rat on nobody, but those, bike, those bikes was going to be gone the next day. They was going to be gone. They, just mine was brand new, and it was a mongoose. It was hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, and, uh, but once I, I they, once they seen I wasn't going to stop fighting, yo, like, nah, nah, I don't give a fuck. Like, you can beat me up if you want to. Yeah, all y'all can do it, but I'm getting it, bro. Like, we getting into it. This, this is me. This this is rally stripes. Like, if you ain't from the hood, you don't understand this. You don't understand this life, bro. This is this is it. This is I, this is how I got respect too. They was like, yo, nah, that nigga crazy. Him and his dad crazy. Don't don't fuck with these niggas. They'll fight you. They'll fight gang niggas. They'll fight anybody. I'll fight anybody. Like not because what nothing worse to get my ass kicked and be and disappointing my father. What nothing worse than that. What nothing worse than that. So you know that was the first time I thought maybe I was gonna die. I thought maybe I was gonna die that time, because they, they, those dudes, those dudes would do anything to you. You coming on a block? Are you serious? Coming on a block, telling them to give you something back that they took. If they took it, it's theirs. Once they take it, bro, you ain't getting it back. You know what I'm saying? And so here I am, the second time. They, one of their bosses already took my bike, and now here I am. Here I am talking about man, you gotta get my bike back. I'm gonna fight you. My dad gonna be over here. I'm gonna tell him exactly who got like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm whatever it is, we just going down. It's going down. And so I literally got into one of my first, like, real deal fights with a game member that day. Like, that was my day. Like, I got into it. We were scrapping. That motherfucker fight. But I could fight, too. I grew up fighting my cousins. I I got 80-something cousins. Like, I know how to fight. I've been fighting my whole life. Cuz, like, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm fighting my ass off. They finally got broke up. Because, dude, like, listen, yo, that's that same dude's bike. Man, get him and that bike out of here. Get off my block. You got about 10 seconds to get off my block. Get your ass off my block. Get that bike and get out of here. Y'all get the hell out of here. And so we took that bike, got the hell out of there, and I was saved by the bell. Because if they wouldn't have gave my bike back, bro, I would have had a, I would have had a damn problem. There was nothing I could do to make them give me that bike back. That dude gave me that bike back because he just did not want no issues with my pops. And he knew that I was just going to, you know, I don't know what he knew. But I wasn't going nowhere. And I was going to bring trouble there. I was going to bring, my dad was, I don't know what my dad was going to bring there. I was going to bring trouble there, bro. Like, I was going to tell everybody where that bike was <laughs> And, you know, dudes are doing wrong. The last thing you want is somebody bringing all that attention to where you at. So, hey, it just, it just, one of those stories, I, I started highlighting my buddies like Bo and Lord. And I'm going to get into all those stories. But really, it started off when I was a kid. And I was, and I had built-in best friends because I had, I had Wayne and I had Mark. Which now, you guys probably know them as Greg and, and, and Tyrone or Cowboy. Uh, but to us, we was Buddy, Mark, and Wayne. I'm going I'm to make a book about some of our adventures sometime, and, I, and I'm going to start telling more stories about that stuff because that's, that's who I really am. My nickname was Buddy. I hated it, but that was, that was, that was my nickname was Buddy. In St. Louis, everybody got a nickname. My, my cousin Wayne, his real name is Greg, but we call him Wayne because his nickname is Dwayne. I mean, his middle name is Dwayne. My cousin, my cousin Mark, his real name is Tyrone, but his middle name is Marquette, so we call him Mark.
stories from the Hayes history files. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Just a little DeSoto gang story. I'm coming out with more stories, man. Be patient if it's not the area you want to hear. I'm just letting you paint that pit, just paint that picture of my past so you can know who I am in the future, right? You don't know who you, you don't know who you are, you know, um, if you don't know your history. You got to know where you've been and know where you're going. Okay, so I just want to let you know. I'm going to the top. I want to let you know what the bottom feels like. I want to let you know what it was. And, 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 and this stuff made me. It made me. It didn't break me. It didn't break me. It made me. And, and that's what the bottom can do. Any of y'all at the bottom and you're trying to get to the top, cherish where you're at right now, man. Work your ass off to get out of there. But understand, if you ain't got nothing but love down there, love where you at. That that's what made me love and 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 hustle and drive and learn and but just learning how to how to survive and and and, and loving you loving where you at right now can get you to somewhere else. Let's don't hide. Let's don't hide where we're from. Let's don't hide the obstacles that we had to go through. That's the stuff. That's our badges of honor. That's how we got through it. That's to let you know we are made, bro. We are made. I don't need your validation. I'm made, bro. I came from nothing. I multiplied this from two cent, from two dollars. Now I got two hundred. Now I got two thousand. Now I got two hundred thousand. Now I got two million. Save ourselves. We don't need we don't need everybody else to save us. Save ourselves. Use your pain to get your gain. This is Coach Hayes on the Hayes Hustle Podcast on Throwback Thursday. Please share this podcast with somebody. Let them start understanding the movement. We coming. We coming. I love you. Tomorrow is Friday. Please join us for an episode of Fatherhood Friday. We're getting into it. That's my big fatherhood day. Best day of the week. I just get to be a daddy. If you need that father support, if you are going to be a father to be, or you just love daddies too, tune in. Get some of that talk. From Mr. Father himself, Mr. Hayes Hustle himself, a.k.a. Coach Hayes, I'm here. Have a fantastic day. Thank you to all my listeners. Before we leave out of here, thank you to all my listeners. Big shout out to all my listeners in the U.S. Big shout out to Tony Crake. Reached out to me, said he listened to the episodes of all the Thursday episodes. Love you, Tony Crake. All the listeners in the U.S., all the listeners in uh, Australia, all the listeners in New Zealand, all the listeners in France, all the listeners in Canada. I love you. I love you. Please, somebody, talk to my talk to my cookie company over there in New Zealand. Tell them I'm I'm missing them. I need them. I need the, I need those white chocolates. Come on now, Tam Tams, where you at? I'm right here. I'm trying to get me a Tim Tam sponsorship. <laughs> Anyway, hey, I love y'all. Have a fantastic have a fantastic day. I got the hustle done. Now it's time for you to get your hustle done. Get your hustle on, everybody. I love you. Peace out.